Approach Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 137. Hope you're doing great wherever you are, whatever time of day, whatever day it is. Hope you're doing really, really great. Hope you uh, have gotten some time to go outside, enjoy all of God's beautiful creation. Uh, one of the advantages of being out here in Southern California is that uh, get do- get to go down to the ocean. Uh, but the other thing is the mountains around here are magnificent. I think I've talked about that. But just over to my left, as I sit on my front porch here, there's the Ranch Cucamonga Peak, a Rancho Cucamonga Peak. See, it just kind of flows off the flows off the tongue, and it, it's just really, really magnificent. And what's really beautiful about it. Uh, during this time of year is when it starts getting cold um, and it rains, the cap of the mountain, it just all gets, it's just white. And the, in the, we, I watch the clouds as they kind of pull up like a curtain on a stage. They pull up and they start revealing the peak, the beautiful white. And uh, so I always look forward to this time of year around here because it's so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Uh, the air seems a little more crisp. Um, and the sky seems a little more blue. And so if you haven't gotten outside... And taking a deep breath, it's interesting in this period of time where it just feels like everything's spinning around for so many people. Like, go outside, let the wind press in against you. Just uh, sit back and observe how blue the sky is. Take a minute to, wherever you are, to observe a lake, you know, or a flower or a bird. Slow down on a very micro scale uh, that allows us to understand a very... Uh, macro God. He's above it all. He's uh, from him. All things came together and all things work together uh, for our good, but also for his glory. And so when we jump into creation, when we jump in and slow down and start seeing how it all works together and that we're a part of it, I think it, it just is good conditioning for our heart. Sometimes we're so busy doing, we just need to slow down and be You know, like, I don't know if you're like me, but I just find like so often I get caught up into these moments where I'm like, I don't think I've taken a break today. Like, I think I've been on a Zoom meeting all day long and you feel like your soul is (laughs) leaving your body. Um, I think the best medicine for that, turn that thing down, take a second go outside. Don't scroll through your Instagram, your, 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 whatever, all the uh, Snapchat, all that kind of stuff. Facebook, just put it down, go outside, take a big breath and realize that God loves you. He sees you. He cares for you. And he wants to meet you in the midst of all of his creation. So, uh, thank you for those of you who continue to listen to this podcast. I am humbled uh, that people still listen. So grateful for that. Um, so thank you so much. And thank you for those of you who continue to share, uh, that on, uh, all your digital platforms. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And more importantly, just word of mouth. Hey, I listened to the, you know, I, I hear like somebody grabbed me the other day and said, yeah, Somebody told me about, you know, about the podcast is really cool. So, you know, I was so encouraged by that. Can't believe that actually is happening. So, so glad that's happening. Thank you so much for those of you who are sneezing this on other people. I love the fact that we're all learning and growing together. And then second, uh, for those of you uh, who continue to give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash 
Front Porch Confessional. Thank you so much. If you would like to uh, make a donation to the the podcast, that would be helpful. If you want to join in a monthly donation, I would really, really appreciate that. Helps me to continue to move forward. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Jumping into our continued learning on Proverbs uh, as I've been going through this in my own personal time, slowing down a little bit. Proverbs 17, 17 is where we're going to be today. And it says this, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. You know, uh, I I got to go back to Chicago the first week, uh, last week of October, first week of November. And uh, one of my best buddies is out there. His name's Jay. And and uh, Jay and I have had this really interesting friendship over the years. Uh, it is one of those really beautiful things where we just kind of go toe to toe. So, I mean, honestly, like the vast majority of the time we were get together, we were just kind of going back and forth and challenging each other. I think if most people were in the car uh, listening to us, they'd be like, man, are you guys angry at each other? But we're just, it's, it's, it's a safe place to go toe to toe. And so I think we started thinking like, where did that all happen? Like, that's pretty unique, you know, that you can kind of go toe to toe with somebody and kind of high five it out and say how much you appreciate them and their insights and perspectives. And, and uh, we realized that that it was pretty early on in our friendship that we we started doing that. In fact, uh, Jay was telling his boys the story about how I essentially uh, called their mom and said, you need to break up with Jay because he's just not being good to you. He's not taking care of you, which was true, by the way, at, at the time. And uh, Jay's like joking with his boys and going like, yeah, you see, like uh, Jeff tried to break mom and I up and you guys wouldn't have ever been born. And so we started talking about that. Like, it's crazy, like crazy to think that all these years later, we're still friendships. And I literally told his it was his girlfriend then but his wife like I don't think he's treating you kind you need to break up with him and now all these years later we're talking about it and talking it with it with his boys and going like I think that's kind of a special thing that he loved me that much to confront me to call me out and Jay's done the same thing for me and I'm really really value that and so as in the context of this passage and as I was sitting and trying to work through it I started thinking about you know what as a kid let's say as a kid uh, what was it that I wanted in a friend? Like, what was it that I really wanted? You know, and I, I think what I really wanted was, you know, I wanted people to hang out with, right? I wanted to have a social life. So I wanted people who were fun and that I could do fun things with. I could go over to their house and hang out. You know, hopefully their parents had some food around. Like, and we had a good time. I remember this one guy in uh, school, his name was Andy. In in his backyard, he had a pool. Like, that was like a huge deal. Like, no one had a pool, but Andy had a pool. And so we all played in Andy's pool. We love that. Right. And, you know, you get older, get into high school. It's like, I want to get into the right social group. So I'm not just like this loner out there. I want to be in this group. And, and then there's more people that come into that group that happens with church and all these different things, other things, right? Like, it's more like, I just, I want people to know me and I want to feel like, you know, socially acceptable and, and I kind of fit in and, and ultimately I just want to have fun. You know, the older I get, and I am getting older. Uh, maybe some of you are getting feeling like me. You're like, I'm getting older. Yeah, I, I feel older. You know, the older I get, the more I realize that I'm actually looking for something different in friendship. 
you know, I, I, I want and I desire something so deep in friendship. I want deep friendship. I, I want people that will show up for me when it gets hard, show up for me and my family when it gets hard, you know, friends that can both celebrate and sacrifice and then grieve with, with you. You know, I, I think some of the, our, our, our greatest friendships are ones where we just laugh hysterically and then we're just going toe to toe trying to solve things in really deep, deep, deep soul conversa- conversations and then laugh and then soul. And then, you know, like there's all those different dynamics in there and, it, and it's real and genuine and authentic. And I just deeply desire that especially the older I get. And, um, as I, as I was kind of working through that, I was just like, I was thinking about all of you and I was thinking, all right, maybe you're like me. Are you just, are you just tired of people who overpromise and under deliver? Um, I'm just wondering, like, are you tired of a part of, you know, when people talk about friendship, like, it's just like a, a social club, you know, I am. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of over that. And I think that's maybe a part of getting older, but I also think that Solomon was too. That's why he's reflecting on this. Remember, he's kind of talking like a father to a son, trying to encourage him about, these are the kind of friends that you need to look for. And so what he's saying is, let me tell you what a friend actually does. A friend loves at all time. A friend loves at all time. Um, this isn't easy, right? Like it's not easy to love at all times, but as we talk about love, right? I think we, we need to define what love is because I think love gets kind of tossed around and, and what we need to know about love is love is sacrificial. Love is long suffering. Love sees the good when it's bad, love doesn't look for kickbacks. Right? I always joke like, you know, the husband who does the dishes for his wife and he goes, I just do that because I love her. And then he looks to her and kind of winks at her and goes, yeah, you know, you saw what I did for you, right? Right? That's not loving. You're looking for something in return. Love goes, I do this, before, be, I do this for you because I genuinely know it serves you and it makes you happy. I look for no kickbacks. And this is what Solomon is saying a friend is, which is helpful because I think we toss around the term friend in the same way we toss around love. Like if you talk to somebody, they'll go, oh, yeah, that's a friend of mine. Oh, oh, yeah, they're friends of mine. And I always want to go. And maybe this is the snarky older guy. You know, I'm like the old crotchety guy on the front porch now. But I want to go, really? They're your friend? They're going to show up. They're long suffering. They're sacrificial. Really? Because we kind of just toss around that term in the same way that we do the same way with love, right? Love has now become one of these like sign offs that we do with people. Love you, man. Love you. Love you. Love you. And you're like, do you? Do you really love me? Are you really a friend to me? And so I think Solomon is challenging uh, in, uh, in this in us. When you call somebody a friend, that should mean something. When you say you love somebody, that should mean something. This is a massive problem, I think, in our society. And it's why so many people are disappointed and, to be honest, are disappointing. 
because we're just kind of tossing this around instead of going, this is what it really means to be a friend and to be a friend and a friend loves at all time. And then on top of that, he's going to continue on on top of that true love and friendship create a brotherhood and a sisterhood so that when difficult times happen, we know where to go for comfort and for care. You know, who, who is the person or the persons in your life that no matter what happens, you know they'll be there for you? Who are those people? Who, are, who is the person or the persons in your life that will have your back when it seems like all the other backs are turned on you? Who are those people in your life? Who loves you at all times? Who, in the time of struggle, in the time of pain and hurt, they feel like, a, like as close as a brother and sister, like a family member, that no matter what happens, their loyalty is to God and to you. And I just think for me, it's like, man, I, I desire that so deeply. And as I started thinking through friendship and started working through that, I started thinking about God sending his son, Jesus, who modeled this for us. And I think when our friendship looks like Jesus, when our friendships, like the way we love and care and do friendship, when we do it well, it models to the world a love that God gives to us. It models that through the way we care for one another. That's why he says, you will know them by their love. In the good times, in the bad times, because real friendship, it loves at all times. And a brother and sister, they're born in the midst of really difficult times because love is sacrificial. Love is long-suffering. It's inviting in this into something difficult because true friendship is a gospel presentation to the world. So what kind of friend are you? Because this, this passage is not just a reflection of who's in your life, but it also is a reflection of what kind of friend are you? Father God, we want to live this passage out because we know it's so important for the people that you've placed in our lives that we wouldn't just be these haphazard friends, but that we would love and sacrifice at all times. That no matter what's going on, good times or bad times, that we would be there for people in the same way that your son Jesus was there for us. You sent him to rescue and ransom us and so that we would do that for other people. And would you draw people into your love and kindness as we care for one another? So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heart. Until next time.